Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Sean Decker, and I'd like you to hear something. Versus Everything by In Case You Leave, featuring my pal Kat Rowland on guitar. The song comes off their debut EP, which is called Time and Why It Doesn't Deserve Us. Find it on Bandcamp now. Um, born in London and um, UK and uh, yeah I've, I've kind of grown up in London all my life um, uh, yeah I I've always actually been in South London for those who are <laughs> familiar um, but yeah like I, I grew up um, with my parents and I've got a, an older brother uh, he's just two years older than me um, and and yeah like um, my, my folks actually uh, separated when I was uh, about eight so at that point, um, I, me and my dad, uh, sorry, me and my brother uh, moved in with my dad. And um, that's, yeah, that's kind of how, how, how things work from there, really. Um, and, and yeah, obviously, I still have, uh, you know, contact with my mom and everything. And I, um, you know, I see her uh, quite a bit and, and stay with her. She's outside of London now. So, um, yeah. Did... Um... Did music play a big part in your childhood? Like, did your father listen to a lot of music around the house or or, or your parents even before, like, when you were really young? Yeah, definitely. Like, actually, like, both of my parents are, are quite into music. Um, my mom and dad both, like, played guitar a bit. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, my mom actually played piano um, up until I think grade eight. So she was, you know, she was really good at piano and, and really interested in that. And she actually got back into it in, in recent years. Um, and, and yeah, and, and, you know, she played guitar a bit on the side and, you know, had a, a song book full of like Cat Stevens, um, and like Beatles songs and things like that. Um, you know, stuff that she was listening to when she grew up. Um, my dad was kind of similar like he you know he, he learned um classical guitar and um he could play kind of like some basic stuff and he would always sort of try and play you know green sleeves um to me but he he could kind of like never really remember how to play it so it was it was always kind of quite amusing but but yeah like you know there was always there was always a, a classical guitar sort of you know old, old guitar like you know um lying around the house so you know sometimes I would sort of pick that up and, and, and have a play and, and stuff. And, and generally like we, you know, we would listen to music quite a lot, like just, you know, at home, like I remember being in the kitchen when I was really small and hearing like Billy Joel and on tape and, <laughs> um, Simon and Garfunkel and like Van Morrison and Bette Midler and, and like all of that sort of, um, generation, basically all of my parents' music. Um, and yeah, like so that that I that I guess was sort of like my early um education into into music at that point. Yeah. Did now you said your that your mom played piano, but there was always a guitar around. So did were your parents like were they like, 
you should play piano because that's whatever? Or were they just like, hey, there's also a guitar. So they did, did they encourage one thing more than mm -hmm. the other or? Um, I suppose, well, in a way, like, I mean, they, I think that, you know, they encouraged me in general to, to do different things. And, you know, growing up, I, I got into a lot of different stuff, you know, from sports to music and whatever. Um, but actually, um, my mom, like, was actually quite keen for me to play the clarinet when okay. I was, uh, she was kind of like, oh, you know, she, she's got a good pair of lungs on her. Like, let's, let's get her to learn a, a wind instrument. <laughs> Right. So, so yeah, I started playing clarinet when I was about, I don't know, seven years old or something like that. Um, and I, I suppose, yeah, I never, I never really um, learned piano. Like we didn't have a piano at home or anything. Um, other than I did play a bit of piano at school, like with like sort of um, music classes and and things like that. But um, yeah, it was sort of clarinet was like my main instrument um, growing up and, you know, I, I played that till like grade six or whatever. And then I just felt like I couldn't, I was kind of getting a bit, um, tired of, of like studying it. And, and, you know, it was just getting, obviously like it was getting more and more difficult. And I felt like I was becoming a bit more like, you know, uh, disinterested in, in continuing it and n not really wanting to spend the time on, on practicing and everything. And at that point I was kind of getting like or even earlier actually I was sort of um getting more interested in in playing guitar so that's kind of I suppose where that came along yeah did you were you like was there a like a musical influence also that was leaning you were like nah, I don't want to play this I, I'm you know guitar is really like taking my interest was it was that about the time when you started like discovering music on your own and stuff as well or um, yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, uh, like definitely in the uh, like first year of, of secondary school or like what you guys call high school, like mm -hmm. I was, um, yeah, I was like listening to bands like Green Day and like Red Hot Chili Peppers and, and stuff that was kind of like, um, I guess sort of like popular guitar music at the time, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that kind of really like got me more interested in, in like, yeah, pursuing guitar basically. Um, so, so yeah, so around about when I was like 12, that's when I started, um, playing guitar and it was actually like through, a uh, my best friend's brother, like he had a guitar at the time and, and I remember being over uh, at their place and, and, just like seeing it, it was like, you know, Fender's like Squire Strat or whatever, you know, like the standard that uh -huh. everyone, everyone learns on here. Um, and, and just being like, being like, you know, can I have a go? And, and that's sort of like, you know, I, I had a bit of a go and I sort of fell in love with an electric guitar and, and, um, yeah, that's when, that's when things really started. But I suppose before, before all, like, all of the like Green Day and, and Red Hot Chili Pepper stuff, like I, I, yeah, I kind of got in a little bit into like the sort of new metal stuff of the time, like through my brother. Like I remember like Linkin Park being on top of, top of the pops um, and like just hearing that and just being like, whoa, like what is, what is this about? And yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, Can't from that there, with I, a clarinet. I, yeah, like pretty different. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I got more into like heavy music, um, through my brother and, and, and then it kind of, kind of went from there really. And then through other people, I got into like different, I suppose, subgenres of, of heavy music as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, um, yeah, I was just thinking while you were talking about like, uh, you know, you're at your friends and, and see, uh, their brother's guitar and, and, you know, <laughs> Yeah, the way you spoke about it, like it was, you know, like you saw a unicorn, like this mythical like thing. And it really feels like that, like when you're yeah. young and, and you're like, and someone has one, you know, like, you, I don't know. Um, the idea it, it, is that it's so out of reach or something, you know, and yeah, it was quite a defining moment, I think, for me, like, just being like, whoa, like, you know, 
I, you know, I'd, I'd, up until then, I just kind of played around on like the classical one at home. And, and like, I remember going home at that point and being like, dad, like, can you buy me an electric guitar? And I managed to persuade him. <laughs> like we ended up going down the road and, um, he, he ended up buying me a, an electric guitar and, and I was just like over the moon, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Did you end up getting like pretty much the same thing? Like a Squire Strat? Yeah. Yeah. basically yeah. it was like it was this like sunburst squire strat like the package you know you'd get like the, <laughs> like the defender practice amp in the bag and like the strap and and some picks and you know it was like the, the standard sort of thing oh absolutely like stuff a pack <laughs> uh-huh. yeah um, when um when my oldest was like I think I want a bass for my birthday or whatever, whether it was his birthday or whether it was Christmas, I can't remember. It it was basically like, yeah, same deal. It was like, I'm like, look, I got like all this stuff already. And if you like get into a band and, and want to like really make it go of it, that's, you can use whatever I have. That's totally fine. Like, but for, you know, just so, just so you can have this stuff in your room and do whatever you want with it, whenever you want. And it's just like, go on rondomusic.com and they had like yeah. the rondo equivalent to the fender the fender thing you you know which everybody had it like yeah. uh which i don't know if it, if people are out there that still don't know about rondomusic.com and um this is not a sponsored post uh but uh the, it's basically like you can get the what we're talking about the but it's like not fender is actually like yeah better than fender in my opinion like this the squires or whatever like, yeah, yeah yeah their stuff is just really good it's like um it was like this like secret you know in the punk community forever it was like you want a les paul copy go to rondo music you want a uh a, a, a uh like a strat copy or a you know a yeah. tele copy go there and but yeah i don't know um it's it's yeah, it's wild how like universal that like gig bag slash um, lunchbox amp, you know, like, yeah. I don't know, what are they? They're, you know, maybe three or four pounds, you know, those amps. And uh, mm-hmm. and then the guitar with the picks and some of them come with like a, a DVD, you know, <laughs> with some 30 minute instructional video or something. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, so when you got that, were you just like, was that just like all your focus on that right away? Or did that take some like warming up to for you? Um, no, I mean, like I, I kind of took to playing straight away and, and like I, I, uh, yeah, I, I would buy like, um, total guitar magazines, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> And like, and, you know, like sort of learn some tabs and stuff. So, and even just learn stuff by ear. Like, like I said, I was, I was quite into um, Green Day. So I would just like listen to a lot of Green Day and like try and play along with it. Um, and then, and then, yeah, like I would buy these magazines that would come with like a CD and, and tabs and stuff. And I would, I would try and like learn a bit. And yeah, like at some point I felt like I'd made some good progress and I was having fun with it and stuff. But then I was sort of like, you know, what would be more fun would be, you know, to actually play in a band. So that was kind of like my goal from there was to somehow like find, find a band. And I, I kind of knew that like, like in school, everyone was more into like indie, indie rock and stuff. And I wasn't like as into it. I knew I wanted to play stuff that was a bit more punk and a bit more heavy and stuff. So I, um, I ended up like I was at a, a church at the time in the youth group there. And I, um, yeah, I, I approached some of my friends there and we were in the band already. <laughs> um, and I was sort of like, Oh, Hey, can I kind of like be part of your band kind of thing? And, and initially they sort of said like, no, like we've kind of got our own thing going on. And, and I was really bummed out at that point. Um, and then, and then I got a call to like, my landline because I, I didn't have a mobile phone at that point so um yeah like um the, the drummer of the band like called up my house and and just said oh hey like would you like to come around to jam um and then that's that's like how I got into to, to that that was like became my initial teen band um because we we had like a a sort of jam session and um 
you know, we, I, I can't remember if it was that particular, the first one that I was in that we learned, um, do you know, under oath, like a boy brushed red, that song. I know, I know the band. I'm not sure like that. I know the song titles. Like I listened to, they're only chasing safety, like a lot and all the other ones, not so much, but even on that one, I don't really know the song titles necessarily. Oh, right. Yeah. So it was like, it's off that album. Um, oh, okay. You know, and, uh, cause at that point, like I, you know, I'd kind of gotten into a bit of like, I suppose like the Christian metal core and, and like heavy music of, of, of that time as well. So, so yeah, like under oath was, was one of those that kind of were, yeah. Inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's how, yeah, I guess that's how it went from there was sort of like, yeah, I, I started on by myself and like was mostly self-taught. I had a couple of guitar lessons in school, but apart from that, like I kind of picked up most things by myself at home. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. So, um, when you were when you were like you said like the first time that you jammed with these people that you were just like learning you know an under oath song and whatnot or whatever but like prior to that and you were just learning other people's songs as well like were you already putting together your own little like snippets like of riffs and stuff or were or was that did that seem like kind of far off to you at that point um, no, I mean, I, I was, I, I remember like starting to learn like, yeah, like specific songs, but I think like very quickly it kind of translated to like trying out my own stuff as well. And like, uh, yeah, with that, that particular band and with those guys, like we were learning that, uh, you know, cover song, but we were also jamming our own stuff at that point. And it was very much like, you know, we, we don't want to be a, a cover band kind of thing. We want to do our own stuff as well. And, and so it, it kind of really grew from there. So yeah, that was, I suppose learning a few songs was sort of like the foundation maybe, or like the basis for being like, okay, like I know some power chords and stuff. And then after that, it was like, Oh, like drop D is a thing. And most bands that <laughs> I like playing drop D, so, you know, like yeah. it, like one thing like went to another and just kind of grew from there, I guess. Yeah. Did you find any part of this um, process like intimidating as far as like when you first go over, were you like nervous or are you just like, let, you know, let's go. Like, was there any part about like joining a band or that seemed like, uh, not, not like, did it seem like there was like a barrier to, to any of it for you? Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. Um, at the time, like I, I remember, I remember just being really excited about the fact that they were kind of giving me a chance, um, you know, and, and I kind of felt like, I, you know, I was already coming into something cause they had kind of had a few jam sessions already and, and, and whatnot. But I don't know, like, I remember having a good feeling about it. I don't ever remember feeling intimidated or scared or, you know, I just felt like I wanted to sort of go for it kind of thing. Um, I don't think I'd even thought about like, you know, what if they say no? I, th- I It was that kind of really like, like youthful naivety of like, and joyful, like, uh, you know, I'm just going to go and have fun and, and, you know, hope for the best kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, and that's kind of, um, that's, yeah, that that's how that kind of developed really. Yeah, that's awesome. I wish like that people could hold on to that energy like later in their lives sometimes because it's like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people have like when they're when they're younger, they think that playing in a band is like this. There's like this, you know, pedestal you have to be on or something, you know, like there's there's like a a gate and somebody you're going to go up and they're going to be like, no, you're you're not a band person, you know, and no, you're not, you can't write songs, but, um, like, you know, a lot of, a lot of people's, you know, sometimes it's just like, why, well, why couldn't I do that? And, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm finding more and more like things in life that you, that people should probably just have that attitude about as well. You know, just like, well, why couldn't I do that? But, um, 
I think probably like as I've got older, I've had like more like, I don't know, doubts and insecurities. Set in. But I think at that, you know, not that not that I am, you know, particularly doubtful or insecure as a person, but I, you know, I think it's sort of like when you're that young, it's sort of like, it feels like, you know, everything is ahead of you and, and um, yeah, you kind of just jump, jump into things really without always maybe like thinking uh, about everything else. Whereas I think later it's kind of like, you tend to be like, you know, questioning things more or being like, oh, you know, you know, will I be all right? Will I make it kind of thing? And mm-hmm. so, so, yeah, like, just gotta gotta be positive and and you know and yeah like you say like just embrace that sort of youthful energy about things because that's that for me was like felt like a really pure time in my life and just kind of yeah like harnessing that more I guess in, in different ways yeah I wonder if like a lot of you know um a lot of like popular cultures um, longing for things that are nostalgic is just like, it's not even the, the, you know, it's not, it's, it's obviously, it's not the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles specifically, but it's just like, dang, remember when you just thought that you could conquer the world or whatever, you know, like that, that feeling. Did you start writing your own songs and 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 um and like did you try to like start like playing shows and stuff? Yeah, um, yeah, we started writing our own stuff. Um, you know, we we would practice every every Friday night. We would like go down to our local um, youth center, and you know, a friend would would come over, like you know, open up the the youth center, and we'd you know we we use that space for like for free you know now i'm thinking like damn we were so lucky you know <laughs> right we did also go to like different rehearsal studios but for a while like you know we did have like a free space that we could use and we would just like bring our amps and crank everything up and you know we would play our all our own stuff mainly we yeah we had that that one cover and then later on we also learned um a norma jean song as well um, I think it was like Memphis will be laid to waste. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so, so yeah, kind of like, you know, we, we mainly wanted to focus on doing our own stuff. Um, and yeah, we, we ended up doing like a handful of shows. Um, we weren't, we weren't kind of like, I mean, we sort of grew up together in a way cause we were like, I, I remember the time that I was around when I was like 14, 15. So I'd been playing guitar for a few years at that point. Um, and, and yeah, like we kind of, we were a band maybe up until we were all in like our late teens ish. And then we sort of like, you know, life happened and, and we grew apart and stuff. Um, but yeah, like, you know, while we were kind of like an active band, we, we did a few shows like, um, some in, in London, we did one in like Coventry and we played this like, um, festival as well on a, on a, like a small stage. So that, you know, that was really fun. Um, and you know, we, we, we kind of just took all, all the opportunities that, that came to us really. And, you know, we were lucky to, to have, you know, quite a few opportunities come our way to play or to like record or, you know, 
whatever it was, like we, you know, we just jumped at it and, you know, we have a few recordings and, <laughs> but like back in the day, it was like all on MySpace. So, you know, yeah. like, yeah, like we're not, we can't really like find like much of our stuff online anymore. Like, I think we still, we still have a Facebook page and like with the link to some music, but, um, I think it might be on like SoundCloud or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how, how things were like, yeah, at the time. Um, what was your first show like? Oh, yes. <laughs> Our first show was um, actually on like a, on a barge on like the River Thames. So okay. we were like. <laughs> That's terrifying <laughs> we were, to me. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was really, it was re- like, I was, I was really nervous. We were all really nervous. Um, and like in the sound check, like the, the barge was like rocking, like, yeah. with, like and stuff. And we were like, oh my gosh, like, is it going to be like this the whole way through? Um, but then it was kind of okay. And like, you know, we were on a, on a little stage, you know, like, and it was mostly like our, our family and friends there and stuff. And I, it was actually quite funny because we, we did play like the Norma Jean song. And I remember like one of our friends shouting, like, play your own stuff. It's better. Like, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, like that, that was yeah, that was quite a quite a moment, really. Um, I'll never forget forget that because it was like just so so unusual to play like your first gig on in that kind of space. So <laughs> yeah, is that something cool. that happened a lot? They did they show do shows there all all the time, or how did that come together? I I'm honestly like I can't remember. Like I guess it must have been like a connection that we had at the time. Like someone knew someone and and. Cause I don't remember, like I, I had never been there like to go to sort of, I mean, we was still quite as 14, 15 year old. I didn't like go out super much. Like I did go to gigs and stuff, but like I'd never been to that, that particular like barge. Um, so I didn't know like whether they'd done lots of like, like, I think they had done lots of live music and stuff. So I think, yeah, it was sort of a, a place where you could do that. Um, I honestly can't remember <laughs> how yeah. that came about, but it was like, okay, cool. Let, let's, let's go for it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Like I, you know, I mean, I only just started hearing about, you know, people doing like those, uh, warped cruises and stuff a, a few years ago, oh, yeah. but now, but you know, you're already, you're already playing on, on boats and that. stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just get that one out of the way right away. Um, yeah. yeah so other than like, you know, the strange, uh, setting and stuff, like how, while you while you were playing like um did you have like <clears throat> like did you have any notions of what it would be like to play in front of people and how did like how did those ideas that you might have had hold up to what the experience felt like to to play for people mm. yeah i mean i think like I think at that point, like it was something that I was still quite like nervous about, you know, I remember because up until that point, like we'd really just like played music together for ourselves. And I'm not sure that I'd honestly given too much thought to like how it would be with a, with a live audience. Um, but then, you know, on, on the night it was sort of like, it was, it, you know, it, it was that weird feeling of being like, oh, this is actually quite cool to be able to share this with people. And, and you know, and that sort of the buzz that you get. And, you know, I remember like, I, I remember still feeling quite nervous on the stage, but at some point it kind of just like left and just felt really good to be like, you know, playing music loud and, and you know, being able to share that with people. And, and, and yeah, and then and then from there we did did a few more gigs and it was you know it was great to kind of build on on that experience you know as as a kind of um you know young guitar player or musician or you know whatever you want to call it for sure you said that that band was also doing recordings at that time what kind of mm-hmm. recording situation was involved with this like a friend who had some computer uh, programs and some mics or was this a different kind of experience that you had no I mean actually like we um so we went up to so basically we did a we did a gig in um Coventry which is sort of um a bit further north than London it's like mid um in the UK and 
we did a gig there and then kind of off the back of that we you know we made some friends there um and then we got um invited by one particular guy who you know he was like studying like um music engineering and that sort of stuff and, and production to to record with him and I think like he wanted to do that as a sort of like you know experience for him and and something to add to his portfolio mm-hmm. so we ended up like um <clears throat> recording a few songs uh up there in Coventry like in the I think it was like in the university like studio like he he kind of got us in and and uh, so we were able to use like all the equipment and and gear and, and stuff in there so so that was really cool um like prior to that like I suppose like our you know because those were like the more recent recordings but prior to that we we did do some recordings um at that youth center um that I mentioned where we had practices um and because we we knew people through um like the the church that we were a part of who were also like into music and and kind of knew what they were doing and stuff so one particular guy like he he um he was great like he he set up all the mics and everything and and got everything kind of set up for us and and we did some like uh early record like sort of live recordings in that space as well so so yeah so like we we kind of had like um yeah a bit of like two different experiences recording up until that point it was like you know, experimenting with a sort of eight track in, in a bedroom kind of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. thing, uh, you know, not, not really completely knowing what we were doing and it not sounding great quality either. So, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, like that's, yeah, that's, I guess that, that was sort of like the, the range of our, our recording experience at the time. Yeah. So, so how, like, do you feel like the, the recordings that you sort of did yourself at the youth space or whatever, do you feel like that prepared you for when you went to the other place and had someone do it for you? Or like, were you still like, did you, did you feel a different kind of nervousness when you, you know, went to record for that first time where somebody else is, you know, pressing the buttons and, and, you know, like, um, did you have like any, you know, issues there that, that were different? I mean, I remember feeling, I think I remember feeling more nervous for the, the recording that we did, um, in Coventry, like in the, in the uni space, because that felt a little bit more like official, I guess. And, um, you know, we were sort of tracking things a bit differently. I even like did a kind of, um, spontaneous, like piano part that was like, we hadn't really banked on, but then suddenly like the vocalist was like, oh, you know, what would be cool? Like we could do a little piano intro because there was a piano there. And, and so I kind of quickly came up with something. Um, so it, it was kind of like, it was a different experience and it did feel a little bit more like pressured because we were, you know, we recorded things differently and, it, you know, we, we tracked it sort of um, like individually. I think we did in the end rather than in the, you know, in the youth space where we kind of just did everything live and it, it was a little bit more like, not messy but like a bit more like you know free and sort of yeah um but yeah I mean it was all it was all a learning experience at at that point um and you know um I think I think I learned a lot from it and and you know you just kind of build in in confidence each time you you record and you know you learn about the process yeah yeah for sure um they're real I mean they're really there really is so there are so many different situations that you could be in and um, it's, I don't know. I mean, um, I guess like, you know, now you can, you could, it seems like now you can have, like you can pick and choose a lot more, you know, like when, when, when my first bands were like trying to do recordings or whatever, like, you know, we weren't, we weren't good. And like any, anybody, who um does recordings or whatever doesn't want to record bands like that necessarily you know so it was like if you knew somebody then there you had it that's who you're recording with you know um but now it's like yeah you can go online you can find out how to do it yourself you know you can um so if you're like get in a situation where it's like 
somebody's like, yeah, we're going to track everything individually and you just don't want to do that, like, then you can just look elsewhere. Whereas like, yeah, sometimes it's like, you know, you're in the one situation. It's like, this is what we're doing. Okay. And then you're in the other situation. Yeah. It's like, okay, now we're improvising. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's good to be able to, uh, to roll with it like that, but also like now you, you know, probably you're probably at a point as well now where you're like, oh, I have like tons of options, you know? Yeah, for uh, sure. Um, so, uh, you said you, you did these recordings and you like were playing shows and stuff. Um, did you, did your band like, other than like putting songs online or whatever, did your band ever like release a tape or a CD or anything? Like, did you um, like have like, was that like the next big goal as far as you're concerned? Um, yeah, I mean, like, sadly, like we we didn't get to um, releasing. Yeah, we didn't we didn't get to release any any like uh, physicals, like any tapes or cds or anything although that was like that was the goal at the time like you know to not just have something available digitally but you know um but then yeah it, it we kind of we left we were a bit disorganized to be honest as as a band and you know i think we were trying to get coordinated on artwork and it, and it kind of never really happened and then it in you know things just sort of unraveled a bit and and we never really got around to it which is a bit of a shame but um like I said, I, you know, I think we weren't like the most organized or anything. And, um, at that time and, uh, yeah, like, you know, I've learned a lot since then about like, okay, you know, doing things differently and actually like making sure you, you kind of, um, you know, tick those boxes, I guess, but it's, yeah, like we just, we were, we were quite kind of inexperienced and, and yeah, like it, it never transpired, but, um, yeah, I mean, we got, we got the recordings in the end and, um, but yeah, like we didn't end up releasing any, any, anything physical. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that like, if that's all that you want to do is just put something online and release it. I think that's totally awesome and everything. I, but I always ask that question because I sometimes wonder if people think that there's, you know, uh, that there are other barriers to releasing something, you know, um, physically that, um, that, you know, some, some do exist, but some, I think, you know, there's, there's ways to release things. That's not just, you know, paying a thousand dollars to release a bunch of vinyl, you know, when you can only like sell 30 of them or whatever. And there's ways to release things. That's not like, I just think that, you know, a lot of times people think, they that there are barriers that they can't you know cross themselves like i mean anybody can just burn a cd and like write like draw on it with a sharpie and get a sleeve printed at at uh kinko's or office depot and put it in a little plastic thing and be like yeah. this is our thing if it if that's like what you want to do and you can take as much care as you want into like, like you could, you know, draw a whole booklet full of stuff and write your lyrics in there by hand. And, you know, I don't know, that's the kind of thing that like, I think, you know, that those are the things I wish that somebody told like, you know, teenage me, you know, cause I didn't, yeah. like, I had to crack that later, I guess, you know, but, um, yeah. I, yeah. I also the thing at the time was that we, we were so kind of like, you know, had this vision for the artwork, you know, and then that kind of, you know, like was taking a long time and then kind of never really happened. And like, we didn't even get to conversations of like, you know, do we do this ourselves or like, you know, who do we approach? I think we probably would have like probably got help with it, I think, um, at that point. But like, yeah, like I, I guess like, I don't think we even knew at that point, like who to, who to necessarily approach, you know, um, we weren't like super well connected, um, 
at that point with sort of like many or, or any like that many bands within the scene um so and yeah we were as i say we were kind of a young band and, and kind of yeah um a little bit disorganized yeah 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 it, it's um you know it's it's obviously like all like i always try to start at the very beginning because i i always find like the different parts of people's journeys like it, really interesting you know and it's it's all part of that like all of these like just from learning how to like approach people about being in a band to like learning how to talk about like what people expect out of the band like all of this is like yeah. it's as critical as like learning to play the guitar honestly like you know yeah like if you you can play the guitar so well and somebody else can play the guitar so well, but if you don't want the same things, like it just, it's no good, you know? So, um, like all of this stuff is more important than anybody ever, you know, gives credit for. And that's, that's kind of why that I always, like my philosophy has just been like, I, I would rather play with people who aren't even that good if we want the same things and like we really like are passionate about the same things and care about what we're doing, you know, then like yeah. if we don't want the same things and they're an absolute shredder, it's just not going to work, you know? No, exactly. That's got to be, there's got to be like, you, you've got to be on the same page and that's, you know, it's really important for like the vibe and, you know, uh, growing as a band and, and, you know, being able to write songs together and, and, and like you say, do all the other stuff around that, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. sure we're gonna be skipping ahead a little bit here um in time but um your yeah. your newest project is in case you leave and after um after like putting your your first like uh demo single online in um early 2020 y'all finally released your ep uh earlier this month actually, uh, on my partner's birthday. And that was, that was very nice. Um, but yeah. Uh, and, uh, it's incredible. I love it. Um, it's, uh, I think I don't, um, I don't want to like, uh, you know, I'm always, I'm always shy about comparing, comparing things because I always think that somebody's gonna be like, well, I hate that band. Why did you say, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think, 
Not even fire away. <laughs> uh, I, you know, not to not to put too fine a point on it because I I I feel like um, a lot of um, bands from the UK probably get comparisons uh, to like a million dad or something, but I like the vocal mm-hmm. cadences kind of remind me of that. And the guitar work is very rem- reminiscent of like, you know, uh, Sweet La Lune. And, um, and uh, I don't know. I just like, I think that the production on it is very interesting as well. I like that. the I like the way the vocals are mixed and I don't, I think until someone listens, I don't really think I would do justice to explaining that, but it's like, Hmm. I don't know. It's the, it's affected, but at the same time, it's sort of dry and it puts the vocals in a very interesting part of the mix that I don't, Yeah. it's reminiscent of like early aughts, late nineties stuff to me in that respect that it's not like the vocals aren't super flowery sounding, even though they are very like, mm-hmm. Um, they're very beautiful. Like it's, they're not super, it's not sugary, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but also at the same time, it's not like, Hey, let's just throw some distortion on this, you know, (laughs) like it's just this really nice, like EQ on it that puts it in this really interesting spot that like juxtaposes like the guitars, which are very flowery and like, very sweet sounding and like, um, you know, like beautiful and, and, um, like I said, like Sue Lune or something. And, um, so, um, I'm assuming that the, you know, the, the difference in time between releasing the first single and having the EP finishes due to, you know, all of the, the lockdowns and everything. And, and, um, but um like did you all start recording before that or is this something that it it you had the songs written before like last you know all the events of last year and then you were finally able to finish it like from the time the songs were written until you were able to release it what was the process like for this ep and recording it and everything yeah, I mean, so it's, yeah, it's been, it's been a really a long time coming. And so that's why we're all kind of like, you know, happy and relieved that it, that the EP is, is finally out. Um, we actually recorded it in uh, late February, 2020. Um, so we kind of, we were really on it in terms of like, I think a few weeks prior to that, we did the demo recording and that was just something that we did ourselves at like our local um studio um and then we had kind of booked to to do a proper recording and that's when yeah that was that was for the the ep and um we we'd basically because we formed in in 2019 so all of those songs like from the ep are like were written in that year um so it's kind of (laughs) it's kind of crazy that like you know now two years later you know they're out um you know, cause it obviously like we've been writing, um, newer stuff since then as well. Um, but yeah, it, it was really kind of, uh, you know, we recorded, we recorded end, end of February and then basically like the, the pandemic sort of happened like, you know, March onwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and yeah, like things, uh, for us were kind of a little bit turbulent, um, in the band and, and we had some lineup changes, over over 2020 um so there were things going on and and kind of uh, due to that we decided to i think because of the pandemic and everything going on we, we just sort of delayed things um in terms of releasing it uh you know we were still working in the background on the artwork and sort of pulling stuff together for that but but yeah we were sort of um we knew it wasn't really kind of the right the right moment um really to release things and there was so much going on um you know both both kind of as a band we were we'd gone through sort of changes but then also you know externally in the world there was a lot happening um 
so so yeah so we kind of decided to leave things really and then it was only like um at the end end of last year like in december that we kind of really were like you know um like at that point like we 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 still had the raw recordings like we they hadn't been mixed yet so um sort of end of december uh last year we ended up um approaching like a, a producer to kind of to yeah mix and master the tracks because uh, we we recorded it with with someone else, so we're done like the you know the main recording with that engineer, and then you know we had the the raw uh, tracks, and yeah, so we, um, you know, we approached someone that we we sort of knew, and we knew like he worked with sort of emo bands and um, and stuff that we liked. So uh, yeah, from that point onwards, it was sort of like you know let's get these tracks ready and um, let's get everything sort of ready for a. Um, 2021 release and you know we weren't quite sure on timelines for that but you know we were sort of um you know starting to pull everything together so yeah it's been um uh you know including promotion as well um so yeah it's it's been a whole kind of long process really but yeah we had to we had to kind of like delay things a little bit um but i'm glad that we released it when we did um and you know it's been it's been really encouraging that we've had a lot of warm responses to it so far i think like when you kind of sit with like tracks for so long it's kind of like starting to think like you know are people even gonna like these like you know it's kind of you sort of it start internalizing things a bit too much so I, i think it's great that they're finally out there and we can we can just share them with people and and that sort of marks like the first chapter um of the band really and and you know those songs are you know representative of of you know um like all of us really and and like as as a band and and the original lineup that wrote them and and stuff so so yes that that's pretty much uh, everything to date i think yeah you said that at that the beginning of the year or at the end of last year that you were just like uh, you you put it like just gonna leave it Do, do you mean that the band was like thinking of hey we're not gonna do this anymore and the recording just wouldn't get finished. Was it that severe, or? Oh no! Like I, you know, we always wanted to continue as a oh, okay. as a band, and we, you know, we still wanted to be able to release the EP, sort of come what may. Um, but yeah, uh, it just, you know, there were just different obstacles, I guess, that we yeah. were kind of facing on the way there. And um, but yeah, like ultimately, we all felt like okay, well, we've all put our like time and money into this and and mm-hmm. you know we want to ultimately be able to to show them you know and and um yeah so so yeah i don't think there was ever like there, there was never a doubt about like not continuing the band, like not um releasing it it was just sort of like we, we just ended up facing like you know a few obstacles along the way so oh okay and did you mix it um remotely like or what's that was that something that, you know, once once you um, found uh, the person who you wanted to mix it, that you just had to, like, sort of wait things out and see, like, how, like, you know, lockdown restrictions and stuff were going to, um, you know, work and everything like that? Or did it, was it just like, here's a mix and then you give notes? Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, we did things sort of remotely um, and, uh, yeah, like sent all over the tracks. And, um, yeah, uh, Tom, uh, it's a guy called Tom Hill who mixed them. And, you know, he was he was really great and really, like, receptive to all our feedback. And, uh, you know, obviously, like, as you were saying, like, with the vocals and everything, it's sort of like that's a particularly dynamic um, part of our of our sound because it's obviously like you know going from these like quite fragile like you know clean melodic sort of phrases to like very like harsh sort of screams and stuff so um we really wanted to kind of um try and get that right and sort of balanced in the mix and I he did an awesome job on it um so yeah so we we kind of like worked remotely with him and um um, you know, and then, you know, once we were in a place that we were kind of all happy, like we just were like, okay, well, we're ready to, you know, start promoting and start kind of, um, 
yeah, like it, it was always in our mind to kind of um, release a single first and then and then kind of uh, release the full EP later on. So, so yeah, that, that's, that's kind of how it happened in the end. Awesome. You said that you have been working on new songs. Um, so now that like uh, some folks have been able to get the vaccine and stuff, have you been able to start like, you know, getting together and playing again, or are you sending each other files online or? Oh yeah, no, we've been able to, to meet up since, which is great. So yeah, we've been back to our, our local space like a few times and um, yeah, we've got like um, a, a new drummer and a, you know, another guitarist. So we've, we've got um, yeah, new band members now. So yeah, it's kind of like, you know, even before that, like, um, you know, we'd had sort of like, new worst stuff that we'd written like with the sort of you know, the, our original lineup that mm-hmm. I guess they're not like new anymore but like yeah. they're new <laughs> they're like stuff written post those EP songs so we've kind of like we've kind of got like a whole bunch of material really that we've um that we're yeah we're keen to kind of like work on again and and um yeah continue writing really and and you know um eventually you know once we're once we're kind of all up to speed and like the new members are up to speed then you know we can we can record again um so yeah like it's it's kind of like all coming together now and it, it feels good that, you know things are kind of slowly going back to normal i suppose in that sense of like you know we're we're able to practice again and you know shows are sort of coming back and stuff so you know it feels like there's like hope on the on the horizon yeah what is your goal for these new songs? Are are you like, okay, now that we've got an EP out, let's try to release a full-length album? Or are you like, wait, this is a new iteration of the band, like let's do something to represent this? Like, uh, um, like what's the plan as far as like, you know, getting these songs together? Yeah, so we have like um, a couple of uh, songs that were... Uh, we were actually like thinking to that that actually didn't make it on the EP. <laughs> um, yeah, like two two more songs that like we kind of have in our in the bank that like we we'd like to release. Um, so those are sort of um, like I say, I suppose those are not completely new, but like they're still unreleased. Um, and yeah, so I I think like the our main sort of goal now is to. Um, to get those songs up to scratch again and, and uh, record those. Um, and then I think following that, once we've got, we've got those kind of two songs recorded that we, we'd like to sort of move on and um, yeah, potentially like look at either releasing like maybe, uh, you know, another EP down the line with, with newer material or like a full length. But yeah, I think that, that won't, that's a little bit far off. Um, at this point, I think, you know, we'll certainly look to kind of, um, you know, record those two songs that we have, um, hopefully soon. Um, but we don't have a specific timeline on things, but we just know that that that's like the first thing that we want to be able to do, um, at some point. And then, and then, yeah, we can kind of move on to like newer stuff. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm excited, you know, I'm excited to hear it. Um, I'm assuming that like, the um sound and the dynamics of it aren't going to change uh, uh uh drastically or whatever but even if they did i'm sh- i'm sure it'll be awesome um oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there are no, i don't think i would say there's anything that's that's been a a drastic change um but yeah uh, it'll be interesting to see what what people say with with our uh, our newer songs for sure And that was my conversation with Kat Rowland. Thank you so much, Kat, for taking the time to chat with me. Until next time, take care and do good things.